so funny. They're so energetic. <laughs> There we go. Wow. Long applause today. Early intro, long applause. It's 2 p.m. It's Thursday. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this must be... Yes, folks, I meet with my co-host, Ray Pillar and Elizabeth Denham, and our first-time women's planning co-host, former guest, she's been elevated, Andrea Monday. How we doing, folks? Great. Great. How are you, Fred? Great. I am in the... uh, There we go. Bring it. And... And I'm sitting in Petoskey, Michigan, enjoying the wonderful weather here. In the day, uh, days have been in the low 70s. At night, it's been in the mid-50s. Gorgeous weather. I mean, it's it's absolutely great up here. Elizabeth, you, where are you? What's the weather like? Since this is Pillars of Weather. Yeah, Pillars Weather. I am in Spanish Fort, Alabama, where it is a sunny, beautiful 81 degrees, um, which we are very thankful for since we had the hurricane last week and um, are still digging out of wet and mud. Ooh, (laughs) one of my favorites. Andrea, where are you? What's the weather like? I'm in Vancouver, Canada, and it's 16 degrees Celsius. We're in a different system, but I think that's about 65. So a little cloudy, a little rainy. Very Vancouver. Back international. And here with little old me, it's it's hotter than I'm sweating like a pig. It all of a sudden got warm. It's in the 80s. However, this morning, as I went on my Diet Coke run, I saw whale spouts. <laughs> and then as I was sitting there Ooh. watching them, contemplating life, the universe, and everything, I saw a whale breach. And that always... I always love Ooh. that. Ooh, very cool. Um, try to get video, but it That's is. That's a treat. <laughs> it is. So our guest today, Ray, do you want to introduce our guest? I'd love to. We have two guests today. So our first guest is uh, Rita Cornette and Allie Schaefer. And they have a, well, you know what? I'm going to let you tell it because I think you can do a better job than I can. So why don't we start with maybe Rita? Can you tell us uh, what what is your franchise? No, you can't do that. You can't do oh, that. Oh, I can't. All right. First, tell us about where you are and what your weather's like. Thank you. <laughs> I am in beautiful St. Charles, Missouri, first capital of Missouri. It is 77 degrees out. My house has wraparound porches, and we spend a lot of time looking at the lake from oh, those wow. porches. Excellent. 
And I, I can tell about my weather, too. I live two blocks from Rita in St. Charles, Missouri, um, and we are on a park. So we have beautiful trees, and they're starting to turn yellow now. So I can't see any water. And in Missouri, I have no whale spouts at all. But uh, <laughs> the tree is turning. So I love that. <laughs> now, Ray, you can ask what you're, or we can let Elizabeth ask it. Rita and Allie are mother and daughter, and uh, they have a franchise. And you want to tell us about it, Rita? Actually, I'm going to let Allie because I consider myself the backup singer, and oh, okay. Allie, Allie's the star, and um, I'm more the desk person. And she is more of the idea person. So, Allie? Uh, well, I think what she means is I have ideas and she knows all of the things. So <laughs> I have to go to her to get actual information. We have a travel agency franchise. And um, we, we weren't necessarily looking for a franchise opportunity when it came along. But travel has been our passion. And we saw this opportunity and wanted to jump in. Um, so, yeah, that's what we do. We're travel agents. Wow. Let's let our, our newbie co-host take the next question. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I am so curious about how you've had to pivot your business during the sort of time of COVID with travel restrictions and, you know, international travel being difficult. I'm sure that a lot more domestic travel has been a part of what you've been doing, but how have you guys been able to shift your focus and continue to grow your business? Mm. And how has it been? I'll take that one. <laughs> um, as the paperwork person, mm -hmm. uh, we would book travel. We just began in May of 2019. And we spent all of 2019 building our business. And we were on track to be all-stars in our business. And then 2020 happened. And everything that I had learned, I got to do in reverse. And um, they cancel the hotels, cancel the cruises, cancel and learn the back office of all of the cruise lines. How do you get that done? and do all that. And in that, we made uh, our clients um, uh, solidly behind us now. They, they wouldn't consider doing anything without us. I had a client call me today and he just wanted me to know that they're gonna go down to Mexico for a few days in October, but he just felt like I need to know all the travel that they are doing. I didn't book their travel in October. <laughs> But he just wanted me to know that they were going to be out of the country doing something. Mm -hmm. oh, you clearly wow. have built a relationship with that guy. <laughs> we we have, and he's the one that has canceled, had to be canceled twice. And I built him a adventure. He's never been to Germany, and so I've given him um, a road trips going before the cruise and after the cruise so that they know all about Germany. They didn't know anything about it. I would tell them, here's where you need to go. This is what you need to do. Get the rental car. I had the maps, everything. And then we had to cancel it. And then I got to do it all over again. And then we had to cancel it. But these cruise lines are being so good to give you more than what you paid. 
They pay uh, so much that the cruise line is now paying for their pre-cruise and post-cruise excursions. So I didn't have to do anything on the third time. Just wow. let them go. They won't do, get to do the real fun things that I had, but that's another trip. <clears throat> yeah, so we, we learned a lot this year, as she said, building our business, learning how to market, building relationships with our vendors, um, and, and finding out who we want to do business with, what vendors we prefer to use. And then um, as things came through and started canceling um, and also business has shifted. So in, in terms of your question, we had a lot more people interested in cruising last year. We had a bunch of cruises booked for this year. Um, several of them have rebooked for next year instead, but we have some people um, who have decided they don't want to cruise at all anymore. So um, that part has shifted. It's, I, I would say probably about a third of our booked cruises don't, don't want to cruise anytime soon. But we are seeing a lot more uh, all-inclusive resorts. And that's, yeah, what I love about all-inclusive resorts, and there's different kinds of travel. Obviously, there's so many different kinds of travel. Um, I love cruises and all-inclusive resorts because I'm a busy mom. And I, I take care of all of the things every day. When I go on a trip at this stage of life, what I want to do is turn off my brain. And nobody needs me for every, anything. I don't need to do anything. Cruises and all-inclusive resorts are great for that. And so a lot of our cruise business has shifted to the all-inclusive resort. Um, and what we're seeing now is it's, it's, a, it's a controlled environment. And so a lot more of our clients feel safe booking an all-inclusive resort because they know they can show up. It's, a, it's secluded. There's not a whole lot of people coming and going. They stay on property. They are safe with the protocols that are there. All the food is prepared there. So it's a good like bubble. So you leave your home bubble, you go to the all-inclusive resort bubble, and you can still get your travel in, your luxury experience in, and not really leave the world of, of uh, a secluded, safe environment. So, so in terms of that, what kind of, have you been able to do some creative packages? I know, and, and speaking to what you just said, my sister um, and my brother met in Tennessee at um, just like a lakeside cabin where they were not near anybody else. Um, it was isolated. They were on a lake. They had everything they needed kind of right there. So they did the whole home bubble to travel bubble thing. Right. So I wanted to know, are you seeing a lot more of that? Have you been able to come up with some creative options for things like that? That Are you seeing people take advantage of those things? I mean, I haven't, I haven't gone anywhere, I don't think, since this whole thing started. But I know a lot of people are starting to venture out to places. And are you keeping up with the numbers in different destinations so that you can recommend maybe safer spots for people? Absolutely. I had someone that canceled Florida and wanted Virginia Beach. And mm -hmm. believe me, or, or another place in Florida, I know every county stats in Florida. <laughs> and then he, he chose Virginia Beach, got in, had a beach vacation, and, and got back. The problem with booking, like, on lakes and things is our vendors were really slow to get started on giving us those options. They are well in now. We've got villas, um, Airbnb, all kinds of things that we can do now. But at the beginning of this, I think everybody was scrambling to find ways to uh, satisfy people that wanted to stay local. Yeah, because Elizabeth, we have seen that. Um, so many people who had vacations this year uh, going somewhere more exotic, somewhere a little further away, definitely decided to stay close to home and drive somewhere so they didn't have to fly mm -hmm. and, and do, uh, again, the home bubble. 
maybe an Airbnb where you, you cook all your own food so you're not going out to eat um, and just be somewhere nice, quiet, peaceful, fun. Yeah, just different. getting out of the house sometimes is all you need. <laughs> yeah. Different. yeah, I did a presentation this week on the, the health and mental benefits of traveling and change of scenery is definitely, it's, it's one of the health benefits or the mental benefits of travel. Um, yeah, I believe it now that we've been so limited. <laughs> I think we're all getting sick of our own four walls at times, aren't we? Right, and the backyard just isn't enough most days. <laughs> Especially if you're stuck in it with all your kids that you're not used to having around during the school year, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm thankful for bicycles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I can I vouch for that. I have four kids, and I, I have to say the change of scenery is, is so important, especially when you're spending so much time at home. Um, I have a question, though. You know, something I've been thinking a lot about is just how during th times of, you know, challenge, there's always opportunity. And I would guess that when I think about my experience with having to cancel flights and being on hold for hours and not really knowing how, you know, I booked through a Visa card at one point and, you know, I can't remember where I booked my hotel. So, there's got to be a huge advantage to having gone through a travel agent. And are you seeing more people now find that they're coming to you because they've had so many challenges having tried to navigate this process on their own? Is there an opportunity within your business to really start to almost gain more customers again? Because I would guess that before COVID hit, there were, probably some challenges in finding customers when people thought maybe they could do some of this on their own. So just Absolutely. curious if that's been something you've observed. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of our biggest opportunities because yeah, we've, and, and I know mom has spent a lot of time on this, but you know, our, our customers, our clients can either pick up the phone and call us or send us a text message or a Facebook message or an email. We get all, all different variety of messages and just say, hey, I need to move my trip. Here are my new dates. Or I need to cancel. Send me the, the paperwork um, that it's done. And so we're the ones on hold. Um, we're the ones who are getting all that work done for them. And, I mean, it, it's just the easiest thing in the world for them. Uh, you know, it's still, it's still a pain. It's still a hassle. Um, but so much less than mm -hmm. if they had booked it. They don't know. Did they go through their credit card? Did they go on hotels.com? And how do you even process all that? Right. Um, uh, one of my clients called today and asked if I knew his TSA number <laughs> because he just thought I was the repository of everything and I didn't have his TSA number, but he's going to find it and call me so that I will have his number. <laughs> and so when, when a client depends on you like that, and uh, I just sent you know, some emails out today saying this cruise line's having some sales coming up. You might want to look at it. Out of all of our bookings that we've had, only three of our clients have not rebooked. Only three. And that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I think it speaks to the relationships. Those two stories, Rita, that you just talked about, I think really speak to your all's ability to build relationships with your customers, because if he is going to trust you with his TSA number and he's, you're going to be the go-to, I think that probably during this time where things were, were different, you, you've spent a little more time fostering that kind of trust. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's a nice thing to hear that they're doing that. Mm -hmm. 
it, it was a hard one one. Uh, yeah. He wasn't initially on board, and he would call the cruise line and talk directly. And then he would call me and say, we need to talk. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. So I would go to the cruise line and say, what was he talking about? Because I wanted to be prepared before he hit me with whatever it was that came up. But we have shifted that now to where he trusts me. So, But it was a hard that was a hard one one. <laughs> yeah, we've I think we've walked through fire with all of our people this year, so uh, yeah. we're we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if we can learn a little bit about your business. Um, what is the name of the agency, and you know, tell us a little bit more about about that. Uh, it's a cruise planners franchise, and cruise planners is a, a pretty specific name, but we're a full service travel agency. Um, it, you know, I did research obviously before we joined up with a franchise, and uh, I just I loved the support that this uh, this platform had for us. Um, the back office support, the marketing help, um, the trainings that they have, a whole repository of trainings that we can click on and learn about all different things. They have uh, live web events all through the week. Um, vendors come on and talk. The, the relationships they've built with vendors for us. So uh, we have, I feel like we've really hit the, the jackpot on the support system that we have to run our business. She approached me and, you know, I'm old and I don't need a job. But she approached me and she said, Mom, I've got a great idea. Let's go into business together and it's planning cruises. And I said, I don't cruise. It's <laughs> not my thing. And she said, just read up on it. Because she is in marketing and she saw what they did for their franchisees was worth the cost. And um, I love travel. And so we at first, I let her do all the cruise things, and I did all the land, but now we both can do both. So um, we, d we do it all, but it's because of the relationships that that our host agency does for us. Right, yeah. That's so important. And if people uh -huh. don't realize that when you get involved with a franchise, the help that you get is tremendous, especially if you're – not that well versed in whatever business you're getting into and uh -huh. a lot of people aren't uh, you know like you say you weren't in travel before so you don't have the connections that a, a franchise can provide you that's so Absolutely. important it is and that's it's really the only way that it makes it possible because as a business owner there you wear so many hats like a million hats like you guys are wearing hats um yeah. and not everybody can do the actual business plus the advertising and the marketing and the customer relations and the accounting. Um, you can't be an expert in any, everything all at the same time. So it's great having a business partner and then having a team that sets you up so that I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I just take the wheel that they've given me, put yeah. our brand on it and our, our spin on it, our personality to it. And then I work at building the relationships with our clients. I work at, um, making myself an expert on the destinations that we want to sell the most. Um, and that's where we can spend our time because that part's already done for us. And that's absolutely that's, let, yeah. let me uh, take a minute. We need to take a commercial break. And then when we come back, I'd like to hear more about what it's like to work mother and daughter in the relationship oh, and, yeah. in the business like that. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. First, want to give a shout out to everybody that's listening and watching. Thanks for all the, the chat coming at it. It's been fun chatting with everybody. Uh, remind listeners and watchers they can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. And our technical producer, Heidi, will take your questions and uh, get them on the air. You can also chat at pillarsoffranchising.com. Keep the chats coming in. We want to give a shout out to Feedspot for listing us in the top 20 franchise podcasts you must follow in 2020. And Ray, what number were we? Number one. one. Wow. <laughs> also, final, uh, final note, we finally, after two and a half years of waiting on me to get my tail in gear, uh, we finally launched our Pillars of Franchising Facebook page, so please find it and like it. Yeah! And now, a word from a sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westbine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine.com. And we're back. Elizabeth, I think you had a follow-up question. Well, I always think it's interesting when family works together, and um, a lot of people handle it in a lot of different ways with the different strategy. So I wanted to know um, what made the two of you want to work together, first of all, and then how does that work uh, between business and family, drawing those lines? <laughs> I don't know. All the lines are blurred. Yeah, all <laughs> the lines are blurred. They are. We've always wanted to work together, and I think, uh, you know, I love business. I've always had a an entrepreneur spirit. Uh, I think mom has, too, and we've always wanted to have a business. I just never could come up with a storefront that I felt like I could be an expert in, um, and then when this opportunity came along, I was like, we know travel. We love travel. It's a passion of ours. I think this is something we can do, mm-hmm. but even even without always wanting to be a partner with my mom, she has got great skills I don't have. Um, and it's fun to work together. Um, but uh, oh, I forgot exactly where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> but I knew this was a great opportunity for us because this is our passion. And we have fun together. We do. We do have fun. We laugh together and we each have different strengths. Don't let her do the bookkeeping and don't let me do the marketing because those are those are just... We're not ready yet to branch out that much, but she'll say, I've got a client I'm going to book and I'm going to send you the, the confirmation. Can you enter it all? Yeah, that's good. Cause that's what I love. Mm-hmm. So she likes getting out and talking to people. And I like just being sitting at my desk and 
doing the paper. Well, you, you have complementary skill sets, it seems. Right. And mm-hmm. and I've interviewed a couple of teams, husband and wife or, or mother, daughter, you know, parent, child teams. And staying in your lane is always something that you hear when people have complementary skills like that. So I think mm-hmm. when you can do that, you, you, you avoid a lot of conflict also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a really fun synergy together. Uh, you know, she says I'm the idea person, but she's got big ideas and lots of great ideas. And, um, you know, we bounce off each other all day um, coming up with any any new direction that we want to go, any big ideas. And together, when we, when we have that synergy, we come up with what the perfect plan is mm-hmm. for the next step or the next whatever it is we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and either one of us on our own couldn't do it. And I think that's what I was going to say a minute ago. I would never have started this business if she wasn't going to be part of it because I know that I don't, I need her skills. Um, and I just wanted to have the opportunity to do something fun with her because we mm-hmm. love, we love doing that. I live two blocks away. So mm-hmm. we out fairly frequently. We do. <laughs> and uh, texts are always flying back and forth. But one thing that she wanted to do as the marketer was for us to make our own videos so that got me out of my comfort zone. And uh, so we make videos and we have outtakes even on our website that are pretty funny. Um, uh, what do we call those videos? Uh, wise, wise ladies. Wise ladies of Travel Wise Cruise Planners. Yeah. And so she has her sons also make videos and those are the wise guys of Travel Wise Cruise Planners. And uh, they're pretty funny and um, they get our name out there that we're not all just all buttoned up. I mean, I tend to be more buttoned up, but uh, she gets me out of my comfort zone. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> you don't? No, I don't. Um, I wanted to add, touch on something that Ray brought up because I'm a franchisor and I know that like trying really hard to try, you, you know, I have my own stores as well. So I, I, I'm both, but you know, I think there's, just being a part of a franchise system during a pandemic has, you know, so many advantages, you know, trying to navigate on your own is tough and the collective benefit of a system and Mm -hmm. other people either uh, being able to lean on other franchisees, which in our system, you know, they've really done, you know, just really done that and brought themselves much closer together, which is great. But also I think all of us have had to kind of lean in more um, so I'm curious if you have sort of thought about if you were not in a franchise system, you know, would it have been just a lot more difficult to be where you are right now? And have you had a lot of um, help from the franchisor in terms of navigating this pandemic? Because I'm sure just even keeping up with, you know, travel restrictions has got to be a full-time job in and of itself. There is no way we could have done it without the franchise system. I don't think there are any, very few mom and pop travel agencies anymore. Uh, We're also associated with American Express, so we can book and we can even book using your points. I mean, we've got these relationships that we can take advantage of because of our franchisor. Um, But I cannot imagine calling the four seasons and saying, you know what, I'm a travel agent and it's just me and my daughter trying to do this and we'd like to book my clients. What can you give them? I just can't imagine that we're going to get anything like that. But if I call and say, we're with this host agency, um, then they're like, great. We get better rates. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list of benefits, I, I just, I don't even know that I could off the cuff think of all of them in the moment because there's so many, um, not just, as you mentioned, everyone leaning in together because uh, it's kind of lonely to run your own business. It's, it's, you don't have a lot of people next to you. It's a lot of people under you are doing different things. And um, when you have all of these other franchise owners all across the country, you understand what, what each other's going through. You understand the struggles. You can commiserate together. You can lift each other up and encourage each other. And then ask for help. I mean, I, there have been a few times I had to reach out and say, I'm looking for a resort in a certain area. I'm not familiar with this area. What's the best place? Here are what my clients are looking for. And I've got a whole team of people who knows that area who can direct me um, so that before I become an expert in that area, I already have a leg up. Um, that's been hugely helpful, just all of those things. So between the, the franchisor themselves and all of that they, they have done, and they've pivoted uh, their business so that we have tools we didn't have before. As mom mentioned, uh, we have a partnership with VRBO now that we didn't have before. They are doing um, really cool virtual vacation webinars. And if anybody wants to sign up for that, I can put you on the email list. Um, but virtual vacations for everyone's second home right now, how fun is that? Uh, I couldn't put that together on my own. So between them and the network of other franchise owners um, has made this not just doable during the pandemic, but I think we've really been able to thrive. And I'm really excited about the next opportunities because as you said, um, people are looking for a partner now to help them find their trust. So I think our opportunities coming up are greater than they they were before or would have been. And um, that really makes me excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even in this pandemic, I just have to be the one that says this because um, I am the trumpeter. We have been in the top five of the new franchise franchisees for the West Coast, I don't know, five, six, seven times. Since COVID started. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We were in the top before that, too. <laughs> we were. Yeah. But, yeah, um, and, and I think that speaks to our passion and drives and, um, and, and again, the ability to take all of the tools that they've given us and, and use those as stepping stones um, so that we can do what we do, and that's, that's been huge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what you're saying, I think, is, is – so true in in any franchise system. I mean, as a franchisor, you can have the tools and give them to your franchisees, um, but it's a partnership, and and those mm-hmm. have to be leveraged. And and it sounds like you guys have just really yeah. dug in and just worked incredibly hard. So mm-hmm. kudos to you guys, because I mean that's a pretty major accomplishment during a, a extremely mm-hmm. tough time. So good for you guys. Well, I must say that the first few months, my own personal travel is what carried us because I was like, <laughs> I have uh, resources now and I can, uh, I can do this and do that, and do that. And so I'm booked out for the next year and a half and had, um, but I'm trying everything. I'm mm-hmm. one of everything. Mm-hmm. So do you, uh, do you have a brick and mortar store or are you, storefront or anything like that? Or are you uh, uh, strictly virtual? We're virtual. Um, everything we do is virtual. I have I have dreams of having a storefront, not because we need a storefront, um, but because I want to have a meeting place so that we can host um, any kind of event that comes to us. And, and I've got ideas for that. I've got all kinds of ideas. So I want to have a storefront because I want a gathering place. 
but we don't we don't need one. Um, everything is virtual now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As as the finance person, I keep saying no, no, no rent. <laughs> no, I'm not paying any rent. But but she's got her own ideas, and so uh, when the time comes, I'm sure we'll have what she wants. <laughs> as the franchise or demanded that you get a storefront or. Uh, no, well, that's good. That's good. No. A lot of times they, they do. They say you've got to have your shingle out there. Mm. And uh, but this has yeah. worked great for you guys. Uh, uh, fantastic mm -hmm. to be in the top five. Wow, that's and and such a short time. I think you said you were in business since May of 2019. Yeah. That is really good. I mean, you must be doing something right. But one of the other things I wanted to bring out about uh, franchising is now you're, uh, as soon as you own a franchise, now you're suddenly connected to all the other franchise owners. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you can't get the franchise or on the line, well, I'm sure you can get the, the guys got the territory, you know, down the street or mm. the next day and get advice. And that's one of the great things yeah. about also about owning a franchise. Absolutely. I think that's, it's just a huge benefit. Um, and I would be hard pressed to say which is more valuable, the the franchisor who gives us the platform and all the resources or the network of support we have from our fellow franchisees. Um, both both work together and they're both super important. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, that kind of base support gives us the opportunity to do what we do. Um, because when you're running a business by yourself, and, and I and I don't want to discount the partnership. I know there are a lot of franchisees out there who don't have a partnership, um, or a partner. They do have a partnership that is um, a little more stressful. But I think the synergy that we bring really helps us um, to, to move forward uh, more quickly than than we would be able to on our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and, you know, speaking of health benefits, I think one really great benefit for me through this pandemic is, um, I mean, after we canceled all the things, because that wasn't really fun, but you really get a health benefit. Anyone who's ever planned a vacation knows that researching vacations and then having one on the books and having, having that on the calendar in the future to look forward to is a huge mental boost. And mm -hmm. I get to spend time researching destinations and actually booking trips. So I think I get a natural high from all of that, and I don't have to actually spend the money and do the travel. I get that benefit also. So um, I think that's been a huge, a huge benefit through all the COVID is that I'm getting, I'm getting that kind of that travel bug taken care of a little bit by doing it for other people. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think that uh, that's so critical because huh. that's how I get through the crap of my life. Even if it's just <laughs> going to get my toenails done or going on a big trip, if I have something to look forward to, yeah. that makes all the difference in the world. You're like, I just got to get to this. Uh -huh. <laughs> if it's a bad day. So uh -huh. I think that, that the mental impact of that, and I think that's one reason COVID has been so impactful because we, so many of the things we look forward to are, are not happening right now. Right. So, <laughs> Right. Hopefully the future though, you, you book into the future. So maybe that's going to start giving people that, that little element of hope again. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling, I'm feeling unfulfilled. So I want to know where is the next, like I've heard about Tulum and I know Bali is, you know, both of those places seem to be very kind of, they've kind of exploded and now people feel that they're, I know they're still amazing and beautiful, but to some extent, you may not have that same experience that people had when they first felt like they were discovering these places. So mm -hmm. what's this, what, what's the next 
undiscovered place that, you know, we need to know about. I want the inside scoop from the experts. Right. Well, I think one of the hot ones that's been bandied about, I know, Mom, you can go ahead and say it. I know because you want to be there real bad. Uh, Are you talking about Antarctica? Oh, no, that's mine. I was talking about Croatia. Oh, yeah. As far as Europe, Croatia is the next place. And... Um, yeah, we've got to get there, scoop, scope it out for everybody because it is hot. It is as good as Italy on the other side of the Adriatic Sea, but it's less expensive. Well, I don't mind going and letting you know how <laughs> do it. Uh, yeah, we, there's a chance we could go and learn all about it in the first week of December. And I have hey. just really toyed around, should I do it, should I not, should I do it, should I not. <laughs> But Antarctica is on everybody's bucket list, and me, since we can't do anything, the bucket lists are getting uh, emergency status now. <laughs> and so everybody is booking things we would not have booked before. And the Netflix, I must say, the Netflix and Amazon Prime is killing us because I didn't even want to go to India. Watch two or three shows on India, and all of a sudden we got a trip booked. <laughs> and uh, so the world has opened up for us because of COVID and watching it, and now everybody wants to go. Well, I think people realize time is short. You never know when the world is going to shut down and you're going to lose your opportunity. Right. Um, a, a little taste of that I went to Cuba last year. And, um, you know, nobody knew how long that was going to be open. Is it indefinite? Is it for a short time? And it wasn't that long after I was there that it, it did get kind of shut down again for us. Um, so I'm super thankful I had that opportunity. But all of that between COVID and the, you know, on a small scale, the Cuba thing, um, it, it reminds us all that you never know what's around the corner. Go do the big things you want to do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's such a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it now. On your list. Just plan them. Do it. Do what it takes. Mm-hmm. All right. So you went to Cuba last year. You might as well spend it on something amazing like that. Yeah. You went to Cuba last year. Uh-huh. How were the cigars? And did you bring any back? Um, <laughs> I did not personally smoke any, but I did bring a bunch back. Um, I'm not, not really a cigar smoker, um, <laughs> but I did bring back gifts for several people and, um, I have not followed up to see if they smoked them. They probably kept them as souvenirs. I'm not sure, but what a waste. It, was a, it was a pretty cool experience. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. What a waste. The old cars, mm-hmm. the, the colors, the, uh, my husband is an architect, and he looks at every city and just sees the potential and the history all in one. And it's really fun to walk through a city with him because he just gets over the moon excited about building. Mm-hmm. All, building. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the all the cars are dated back in the 60s, right? Yeah, yeah. If we got to ride around in one. Um, apparently, one of the most lucrative jobs you can have there, um, and, and probably more lucrative when when Cuba's open to America, is to be a an old car taxi driver. Um, that's where the money is. So they we sat on we were on a cruise ship and it stopped in Cuba for a day, and we had a our cabin was on the very front of the ship, and so we were basically sitting in Havana on our deck. Um, watching the old cars parade by. I've got billions of pictures taken from my, my, my deck on the cruise ship of the city and the cars going by, all kinds of really cool things. Um, it is a, it's a snapshot in history, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, where do you want to go? I, I'm always asking people that I, I find, 
do you want to cruise again? And I get varied answers, but where is it that you want to go? Well, I've actually never been on a cruise, so that's something that I've never done. Um, I, I, it, it's odd that I've not done it living right mm -hmm. on the route to, to uh, Alaska. I actually did talk a little bit about it, you know, earlier this year, thinking it was something I'd want to do, and then, you know, this all yeah. came about. Um, uh, India has always been of great interest to me. My background is in fine arts, so really interested just in the architecture that you were speaking about. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, really interested. And, and, and northern India, you know, really just Absolutely. There's a lot there. Um, great skiing, actually, as well up there. So, yeah, I'm really curious about India. I, I've just not really spent any time over there at all, so curious about that it's kind of been very intriguing for me for a long time mm -hmm. I can't wait to go mm -hmm. we've hired a personal guide and we're also going to spend some time in the tiger sanctuary so I mean I can't wow. wait wow yeah that sounds really exciting it I can't wait so so what would you say is the the best, most favorite place you've ever been that you would recommend to someone who's got a one shot to go somewhere amazing? Oh, I love that question. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Mom and I might talk all over each other. We will. Here. We will. <laughs> I get asked that question a lot, and almost always I say Africa. Oh. Uh, I love the wildness, and an African safari to me is just the epitome of wild. Mm -hmm. I love it. I can remember uh, sitting out on a little camp desk at our tent, that which, which was on the Masai Mara, and I was writing in a journal, and I could hear the animals in the, the background, and little monkeys were um, landing on top of the tent, scurrying around. I mean, that was just a magical time for me, so I, I really like Africa. Wow. What about and, you, Allie? <laughs> You know, I have so many places. Um, Alaska is on my list to do again. I've done it once. I feel like it must be done again and probably again because the majesty of that place is just unmatched. And Andrea, living in Vancouver, you, you probably get to experience that. On the other side of the world, though, I, um, I, I studied in Greece for a semester in college, and that was much longer ago now than I care to admit. Um, mm -hmm. But the history, the ancient history, to just immerse yourself like that, I'm, I'm typically a nature girl. I love the animals and the landscape, and mm -hmm. that, you know, those are most of my bucket list is, is that. But I've got to say that the living with the history um, and that ancient history in Greece, and we spent some time in Turkey and the Mediterranean on the islands, and we did a, a Nile River cruise during that time, too. Um, maybe one of the highlights of my life. Um, so the, those travels, I just, I think that part of the world just must be seen. Um, mm -hmm. Just to appreciate human history. Yeah, that's, that's the one I would pick. I have not been to Greece and I would love, love, love to go. Yes. I would love to tell you all the places to hit while you're there. <laughs> never heard of Meteora. Um, one of another most magical experience in, in Greece. Really well, cool. I'll have to hit you up after I get my all my kids out of college. I have three in college right now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as soon as that's done, I am I am planning a trip. <laughs> oh, awesome. We can get it settled for you. Um, and so many cool things. So, Andrea, you mentioned maybe being interested in a cruise. There are, most people have an idea of a cruise. 
Um, you can, we can do cruises uh, if you've seen those like sailing ships that are more like big sailing yachts um, where there's only like 150 passengers. So oh, wow. the, those cruises and then all the way up to a huge cruise ship that has 5,000 passengers and lots of entertainment. And, you, you know, that's usually what people think of. But the, the sliding scale is everything in between that. So, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've always sort of felt like, you know, you'd feel... I mean, I know that I'm, you know, not a spring chicken at all anymore, but I still feel like I'd be hanging out with, like, you know, my parents on the cruise, and <laughs> I would appreciate that now at this stage in my life, but, you know, when I was younger, that was my stigma, my, my, the way right. that I thought about it, but, you know, and then, you know, after having kids, I had this vision, I have three boys and a girl, and, you know, I just imagined that there was no way that one of them was not going to find a way to, like, fly off the side of it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> right. The first time I took my son, believe me, I, I was all over him, um, um, but having been on cruises before, I knew that they, they keep the, the railings pretty high. It's, it's mm. kind of tough to throw yourself over. You have to really work at it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, That's my youngest son. Yeah, but you ready to uh, go for a commercial, and then uh, I'd like to come back and ask some more questions about the franchise itself. Well, Ray, I think we can accommodate you, and I really want to thank our all of our watchers today. The folks on on Twitch, especially, have been really uh, chatting at me, and it's been great fun. And now a word from another sponsor. The Franchise Woman is a bi-monthly digital magazine that empowers women as they navigate the franchising industry by providing relevant news, tools, advice, and inspiration. We are a resource for women who are seeking to own their own businesses, improve their existing businesses, find creative solutions, and take advantage of franchise opportunities. We feature women in the business who best exemplify our ideals and have something to teach our readers. In addition to our exclusive articles relating to the female entrepreneur, we also feature brands that are geared for women. Women have become the fastest growing sector in business ownership and have become a powerful, influenceable force fueling the economy. The Franchise Women will give you the news that is relevant to you to help you navigate the path of successful franchise ownership. By women, for women, and about women, we are the Franchise Women. Join us today at www.thefranchisewoman.com. And I hope we're back. Yeah, we're back. So, Ray, take it away. Okay. I, I think we've got a lot of people uh, interested in, in the tra travel industry. What did it cost you to get involved with this franchise? Um, so, we got to split it, which was super nice. But I think it was ten or 11000 Something like that. Yeah, and then and then there are monthly fees for the upkeep of website, and you know, I don't even I don't do the books, so maybe I should stop stop talking. <laughs> yeah, um, we got in on a military discount because Allie's husband is um, was military, and um, so we have we got a little bit of a discount up front, um, and then there is a $60 a month fee, and that's access fee to all the web and all the stuff that they have, uh, which the host company has had that during COVID to give us mm -hmm. all a break. Mm -hmm. um, and then there is a once a year E&O insurance fee. 
errors and omissions. We have not had to file a claim on that, but boy, am I glad we have it because okay. you don't you don't want to mess with somebody's travel. Yeah. Um, and then there is a um, a yearly fee of like $150, something like that, that you pay. So it is not exorbitant. They do take um, a very small percentage of any commission that we make, and that pays for um, all the infrastructure. But after you get to a certain level and you have paid for your portion of the infrastructure, they start giving it back. And we have not reached that level yet, but when we do, we'll start getting a check of profits back this as well. And so the, you do make a commission uh, from the various cruise lines and yes. airlines and, and things like that. And that's how you, yeah. you, you get your money. I wouldn't say airlines. Uh, we don't really like to deal with airfare unless it's part of a package because they don't pay. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, we get anything from eight to 16% depending on what it is. Yeah, it's it's just all over the board, just depending on, and we get paid by by vendors, not by the customers. So the clients can um, use our services, and they'll pay the same generally um, with uh, going directly for the vendor versus going through us, because the vendor uses us as marketing. They know that we're going to um, any resorts that we like working with, that we know are great experiences. We'll keep sending people back to. Um, so it's really. Uh, it's really great to have that safety net. So it's not like you can go direct and save a ton of money. Um, you might be able to go to hotels.com and get whatever leftover rooms or whatever. But generally, uh, you won't pay more using a service. You don't pay for our service. And the the vendors use that as just part of their marketing. Wow. That's yeah, good. so everybody wins. Yeah, yeah. What is well, and do, y- do y'all do – I'm sorry, Andrea, go ahead. No, I was just curious. I know you guys were, were, you know, really interested in travel prior to this, but what were your, were you working in the industry prior to this, or was this just a passion that you found an opportunity to move forward with? Because that's what I love about franchising is that, Mm -hmm. you know, my franchisees are now able to be in an industry that they're super passionate about, Mm -hmm but maybe didn't have the experience in the industry. And so I'm just curious how you, what you were doing before and, and if, if that's your same sort of path. Well, I used to do travel planning before there was an internet and I really do not know how I did it, but um, <laughs> I probably just bought all the Fodor's books and just read everything there was to read. But I can remember planning a trip for my parents um, Uh, 20 years ago, and I made a book for them on what they would be seeing, including the route to take through the National Gallery in London so that they could hit only the portraits they would be interested in because they weren't interested in that much. Anyway, I went into that kind of detail 20 years ago. Um, On our personal vacations, I did that same thing. Uh, and I would make a book. I, we went to Kyoto a couple of years ago, and I made maps, of walking maps of where we would go each day. So um, I've been doing it for years and years. Right. And I've, I work in a corporate job, which um, has been great. I've learned so much about business, and I really love 
I think that's, you know, I bring my love of business to this. Um, Travel's always been a passion. And, you know, to be able to marry my love of business and sales and marketing to travel and have an opportunity to work with my mom. Um, yeah, I saw the opportunity and couldn't pass it up, uh, but we weren't necessarily looking for it. Mm-hmm. So it's time for Fred to ask the rabbit hole question. I, I don't know what a rabbit hole question is. Hold on to your hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Maybe I should put on a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Strap Fred. in. She's ready. This is gonna okay. be a good one. So. Normally, lately, I've been I've been doing the uh, UFO and alien invasion, but today we're gonna we're gonna um, change it up, and we're gonna go with the pandemic. So there are some theorists out there, conspiracy theorists, that says that the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic is the precursor to the plague that will launch the zombie apocalypse. Now, if they're correct and the zombie apocalypse is imminent then how will you determine what are the best vacation spots for zombies? Huh. Um, Roswell, New Mexico, probably they're already familiar with, right? Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> zombies don't like space aliens. So, yeah, no Roswell. They're going to do their own thing. Okay. They're not real familiar with zombies. Um, I that like means it falls to you, Allie. What's that? That means it falls to you to answer the question. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to th- think through this target audience. Um, they like wide open spaces, probably. So maybe a cruise ship is not a great idea. So give them something <laughs> wide open to explore. Um, I'm thinking something um, more wild, you know, stay away from cities. Let's do something wild. Give them a big, broad range. Um, you know, I love cool places like Galapagos, but you know, an island again to contain. So let's find something wide open for them. Um, some kind of wilderness areas. I think there's some great wildernesses all over the world. So whatever their taste, mountains, beaches, lakes, we can probably find great spots for them. All right. <laughs> any of those. So as a follow-up question, is there any special protective gear you will need to deal with in dealing with zombies? I'm not really familiar with zombies. I don't know what they're, what they do. <laughs> they eat people. Um, they eat people, yeah. So protective gear, I don't know. My first thought is like some kind of spray that makes you not feel, not smell human so that people can't find you. I don't know. <laughs> That's my first line of defense. I'll make it um, for you. <laughs> what's that? I'll make it for you. Go oh, on. perfect. <laughs> I, I can feel a new partnership coming on. We've got this. Wide open spaces, some human masking scent uh, sprays. Um, and then, you know, then maybe there's a clothing line, but I feel like if you've gotten that far, you're done. So uh, I think the protective equipment has to start really far out. So I'm going to uh, go with that. I'm fine with that. And you got to, Andrea just stuck the, the assist in there. Awesome. Ray, that takes you to our last question, doesn't it? Yes. So the final question is, if someone is interested in a booking a trip or maybe a little bit interested in the franchise that you all have, how is the best way to get a hold of you? Oh, wonderful. We have a website, we have email and we have phone numbers. Um, (laughs) 
our, our email addresses are our first name dot last name at cruiseplanners.com. So rita.cornet at cruiseplanners.com or ali.shafer. Um, and then uh, on our website, I think there are links to those. Uh, you can send us an email through the website, uh, travelwisecruiseplanners.com. Um, and then um, should I give my phone number too? Is that, is that what we're looking for here too? You can do whatever you want. If you want people to call you, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Um, so mom's number. She's giving my number. Under the bus she goes. <laughs> and that's okay. We made that deal early on is I would take the phone calls. Uh, 314-413-9616. Um, so I'm happy to take calls too, but I, I am not as available to take them as mom is. Mm-hmm. And half, as the, half the time when I answer them, say, Allie? Oh, <laughs> this is Allie's mom, but I'll give you her direct line. <laughs> all, all the information will be on our webpage. So if anybody's okay. interested in that, uh, they can just go to our webpage, com, and um, they'll be able to see it. Oh, good. Thank you. And like us on Facebook, right, Ray? Right. Right. We'll be back next week with another weird, engaging, and entertaining. Felix, 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 outstanding. Felix, 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 outstanding. Thank you.